0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 272. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with part seven of a study on the kingdom of God. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we continue on with this study of the kingdom of God, we're still in Luke and dealing with some of the verses in Luke. We're going to skip ahead over some of the more minor verses to Luke 9, verse 60. And this is in a section about the cost of following Jesus, and we're going to start at verse 57. As they were talking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another, Follow me, but he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my Father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. We've talked about these verses before. We did a study in Luke a number of years back, and they are difficult verses. Obviously, they talk about there being a cost in following Jesus, and clearly there is. We've talked about the 11 disciples, not counting Judas, and how only one of them lives to old age When Jesus talks about there being a cost, what he's saying is definitely true. So then we get the difficult things like, why can't I go back and bury my father? And people have speculated for years that perhaps his father is not yet dead, and he's saying, let me wait until my father dies. I'm still caring for him or something. Even that still seems fairly harsh. And then let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Well, that seems like a very reasonable request. So we don't know what the whole situation was here between these men and Jesus, but we do get this sense that what they're leaving to do has something to do with the kingdom of God. When we talk about it before, we really weren't emphasizing that particular phrase, but did you notice that phrase comes up twice? Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. What you're being called to when Jesus says, follow me, is the proclaiming of the kingdom of God, that that is what he is calling his disciples to do. And I think it's fair to guess that he is still calling his disciples to do that today, that this isn't a one-time call that happened a while ago. And again, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. As you have been called, you've been called for service We are each of us called to serve, and that's borne out by a number of different verses in all of the Gospels, that it is a call to service. It's a call to service in the kingdom of God, not a call to service for the kingdom of God, but in the kingdom of God. As we are called by Jesus, as we follow Jesus, that we are put under the leadership of Jesus. We are put under the authority and the kingship of Jesus. That the kingdom of God is not, again, some pie in the sky when you die, by and by sort of thing, but that both of these people were called for the kingdom of God today, called to preach it, called to serve in it. And they turned down that call, and they may even have had good excuses. And really, it isn't a question of how good the excuse is or what the other reason is. It's a question of priorities. And when the question is God and the kingdom of God or something else, really no matter how big something else is, that is a lower priority. And so these are difficult verses, and they are difficult verses for those reasons that it talks about, one, the nearness of the kingdom of God, how really, how very close they were on this day. They were being called to follow, to preach, and to serve in the kingdom of God today. Leave, take your hands off the plow, don't even take this time to say goodbye to your family, come now, opportunity here today, kingdom of God, right here. And they missed it. Hopefully there was another opportunity. The Bible clearly does not say that. And then the next set of verses we get are in Luke 10. And let's go back just a bit to the beginning of the chapter because this is a section where Jesus sends out the 72. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone along the road. When you enter a house, first say, Peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your own town, we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Be sure of this. The kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town." Woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submitted to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So as we look at this section... First of all, we notice that Jesus has not just 12 close followers, but he has at this point 72 who are trusted with this special mission to go out ahead of him, to go out and prepare the way for Jesus. And they will go to some towns that will accept them, and they will go to some towns that will reject them. The towns that reject them will reject Jesus, and the towns that accept them will accept Jesus. And Jesus will go to some set of towns and not to others based on what happens here. So something very, very important is happening in these towns. The kingdom of God is near. Did you notice the two different verses that say that? One is, go out, heal the sick, because these people are given power and authority as they're sent out. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. The kingdom of God." Had is a word of hope. The kingdom of God has come near you. And Jesus is on the way. And those two things are not unrelated. But these are people who are going out as harbingers, who are going out as heralds, who are going out as messengers ahead of Jesus and bringing the good news that the kingdom of God is near. But also to those who reject Jesus, to those who reject these 72, say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. As you wipe the dust of the town from your feet. Be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. The kingdom of God comes near, and we accept it or we reject it. We are too busy or we aren't. Where are our priorities? How good a job are we doing hearing when the kingdom of God comes close? I think of the verses from Revelation where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone answers me, I will come in and sup with him. I will come in and dine with him. That there is an invitation being given, a wonderful, joyful invitation. We talk about this being in the book of Luke, which is a gospel, a book that means good news. And these 72 are sent out, in fact, With the good news that the kingdom of God is come. The kingdom of God is nearby. And so we get, as we look at these two sections together, that our purpose and our calling is to proclaim the kingdom of God, is to live in service of the kingdom of God, and to bring the news that the kingdom of God is near, that no one is so far off that the kingdom of God can't come to them. Because Although we talk about somebody getting religion or we talk about somebody turning to God, it turns out that God is, as the poet Francis Parkman called it, the hound of heaven, the one who has come in search of us. And so the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is an invitation and the kingdom of God is a calling. With that, we end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at com, or leave a comment on this episode at com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2X. And as always, thanks so much for listening.